Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline, talking about the big story across central Indiana. This undercover video that revealed administrators across the state in public schools talking about how they are doing the CRT, they are doing the DEI, they are doing the SEL and all letters in between. And, well, they're lying to you as a parent, and they're indoctrinating your kid, and they're pretty happy about it. Let's go to the man who hosts the Tony Kennett Show, Saturdays 1 to 3 here on WIBC. Also from the Daily Signal, Tony Kennett. Tony, we hate to say we told you so, but we told you so. It's happening in public schools. I don't think that a lot of people realize that when I sent out that video in uh, November of 2021 saying, hey, when public schools, when we in the administration, we tell you very directly, we are not teaching critical race theory. We're not teaching with social emotional learning. We're not teaching with diversity, equity and inclusion that we're lying to you. I didn't actually expect administrators to go around to each other and go, hey, yeah, Kenneth's right. We do lie to everybody and do that on video. I, I, I'm, my mouth is kind of open. But then again, a lot of these administrators are not very intelligent. Yeah. And let's let's go back in the time machine. You got on our radar. You kind of ended up over here as a guest and now as a host because you got the boot over at IPS because you had the audacity to say, hey, indeed, we are doing the critical race theory and you are being lied to. Yeah, and this is the interesting thing, because I studied critical race theory at the graduate level for about eight years. So I spent a lot of time uh, reading all of those very interesting books, looking at some of the metrics behind the social theory, and uh, sat in the class of the lady, Dr. Gloria Ladson-Billings, who was the one who called for CRT to be implemented in K-12 through education. Uh, and she was saying that since the 90s. So to have IPS tell me that I didn't know what I was talking about was wild. It's like all of those papers I'd written never existed. Uh, and then to have them basically can be because they said, well, we don't actually have any any proof CRT's taught anywhere specifically. You can't have you saying this and upsetting parents in the community, you know, when we're trying to do all this racial equity over here. And now it turns out that all over the state, all over the country over the last couple of years, there are so many examples of it that it's moved from we are not doing it to we are doing it and it's a good thing. Yeah, Tony Kidd, our guest. So if you obviously we spent a lot of time in the first hour talking about this. I know all the shows have been covering, it, but if you, if you're just new to what's going on, a group called Accuracy in Media did some undercover work in which they got administrators here in Indiana, across the state, to admit on camera in various forms and fashions that not only are they teaching your kids critical race theory, are they teaching the social-emotional learning, are they teaching the DEI, that they are hiding it from you, the parent, and they are going out of their way to figure out ways so you don't know what they're teaching your kid. And, Tony, it's very clear from many of these people, their goal is to indoctrinate your kid. Their goal is essentially to take the way you want your kid taught, the way you want your kid educated, away from you and to lie and laugh at you in the process. So a lot of people would say that that kind of a description is kind of conspiracy theorist and that it makes everyone out to be some kind of a villain. I'll put it in a slightly different way that will that's really hard to kind of disprove or go up against here. 
I can with a firm certainty say that the vast majority of administrators, principals, superintendents, and school boards do not care at all what parents think. They don't. They think that parents are unintelligent. They think that parents are stupid. They think that parents have no idea what makes up education or what should make up education in a school. And therefore, they believe they'll act however they want. They'll do whatever they want. And they don't care if you don't like it because you're stupid, dumb, knuckle-dragging parents. And so that's why it, like Pendleton with the gender situation, when you had school board members saying that, you know, parents are dumb, they don't know what they're talking about, you know, they're being a bunch of bigots who just don't like civil rights, as uh, Mike Hanna and Joel Sandifer, uh, the former school board president over there said, or when you have all of these other schools at Goshen, at Elkhart, at Plainfield, at IPS, at Noblesville, at Carmel, we can go on and on, who have been caught on the record saying, well, these parents are a bunch of, bunch of stupid Hoosier racists. They don't get why their kids need to know all of this stuff that is inciting violence against students in states like Ohio, Nevada, Texas, and then recently in Nashville. And this is a very horrible trend that we have to combat. There is no sweaty administrator that knows your kid better than you do. That is the greatest line in the history of ever. There is no sweaty administrator who knows your kid better than you do. Tony, I've seen it first firsthand, and we've talked about this multiple times on this show where I live in Brownsburg. Superintendent looks a group of parents directly in the eye and says, the DEI officer's not coming back that didn't work out the way we thought. Okay, cool. We can all agree on something. And then they try to sneak in this director of student learning who would have flown right through without any objection if someone in the school administration hadn't sent it to me. Then you read through this director of student learning and you realize it's the DEI officer. So they pull it off the agenda. They rewrite it to where now you got to look even harder to find the DEI stuff. So they did it deliberately. They take it out of the job description. And then the superintendent, when he gets caught, goes, well, there's just some rebel rousers in the community who are trying to divide the community. And every job at Brownsburg has a DEI component. They're just like shapeshifters, man. Uh, These people have no problem lying. They're pathological liars. They're sociopaths, and it's it's everywhere. Again, this is the central idea that every parent out there needs to stop acting surprised about. Administrators are lying to you. They are. They lie to. Uh, they lie to us as teachers all the time. We would catch principals and uh, superintendents, instructional coaches, uh, directors, coordinators, whoever had the you know six seven figure salary. Uh, they would just come up with some random kind of a line, throw it at you because they wanted things run a certain way. One of the cases in point, Hamilton Southeastern. So Hamilton Southeastern, there's a teacher or was a teacher, orchestra teacher, Ben Yoder. Ben Yoder had creeped a lot of students out over the year, had like weird naked pictures of himself, like pop up on his projector screen in his orchestra room, uh, like Dozens of students have corroborated this to me, former parents. A lot of parents had concerns because of horrible social media posts that were very racist. They were also very horny. While he was teaching at HSE, uh, he was sending these tweets and messages. Parents reported it to the school district. But Michelle Fullhart, who ran the school board at the time, they really loved Ben because he had all of these LGBTQ letters in, in his, his belief system. And, and he was very, very far to the left, very active in the teachers union. And it wasn't until that school board got ousted. And then he was caught sending perverted messages to a high school student that they finally removed him. And despite the fact that we have record, people have been warning that district about that teacher for years, years. They don't care. 
School boards and administrators are going to do whatever they want until you replace them, period. And, and, and again, it's uh, Kendall Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And, you know, Casey, we've talked about this for a long time. Tony Kennett is our guest, and we're mm-hmm. talking about this video that has surfaced. The Republicans control everything in this state. They know this stuff's going on. They've had multiple opportunities to do something about this, the critical race theory being taught. Then they change it and call it social-emotional learning. It's basically the same stuff under a different name. And they had the ultimate opportunity this year to fix the issue, which is to say, that in communities all across the state in which radical left lunatics who couldn't get elected dog catcher if they had to put their party affiliation up control these school boards, make the uh, school board elections partisan, and they won't do it, Tony. No, and you have Senator Kudora, you have Senator Melton, you have on the Republican side of the aisle, you have Senator Kyle Walker, individuals that have repeatedly said, well, I don't, I don't know where this is going on. I don't even see any examples or evidence of all of this stuff going on. And now here we are two years later, and we have video after video, after article, after article, after voicemail, after email, after document, after assignment, after chapter, after meeting, after training, of all of this stuff going on. And not in code words and dog whistles, but very overtly with the same authors that are calling for racial riots against the Jews in New York City, with the same kind of people who are inciting violence against children. And we bring this up. And the Republicans do what? Do they pass a law that restricts this kind of stuff? Do they actually make teachers and administrators legally liable for being dishonest with parents? No. We raise the property taxes, we shut down the state house, and we do it all again next year. Uh, I was re- and I was really shocked because uh, Plainfield and just full disclosure, I broadcast Plainfield football for years. They've always seemed like they were kind of above all this. That they were one of the few school corporations. They have you know big flag days, and they're they're very. They seemed like they were one of the few that was not delving into this stuff, and were being above it all, and were actually teaching kids. But one of their administrators, we played it earlier, is on this video, so it's everywhere. Even the ones that seem good, it's it, it's. Everywhere. Everywhere. Again, another thing that very much needs to be shut down is the idea that there are safe school districts that aren't doing this stuff. It is not a deep conspiracy that superintendents, that school board members, that administrators lie to parents and lie to teachers. This has been a thing for time immemorial. They have disrespect for those near the bottom of the ladder. Case in point, Knightstown, Charles A. Beard Memorial School Corporation in Henry County, Indiana. Very, very red. Very, very conservative. However, the school board was on record during COVID calling one of the teachers at the school an idiot on the microphone saying that she was some dumb country bumpkin because she thought that the COVID measures for closing that late into the year were a little bit extreme. And nothing ever happened. One of the most conservative school districts in the state. The abhorrence that seeps, that streams from these school districts goes unfettered because a lot of people with fancy degrees and licenses think that they're better than you. That's really all there is to it. Tony, I was floored last night when I was doing a little research on this and Jim Banks had posted something to his Twitter account. It was a video from Penn Harris Madison and it was from last year. And somebody, this was a school board meeting, and somebody had said, hey, I would like to amend the agenda and add this as a topic of conversation conversation and they went back and forth and then Angie Gates stopped and she said well Dr. Thacker do you have anything to say and Dr. Thacker the superintendent went on to say well we only teach what is in the Indiana school curriculum and then this other fellow went on and said we know that's not true we know it seeps it in can we at least amend the agenda so that we can talk about this and they did not even get a second 
on the vote to amend the agenda. Not that they wanted to vote on whether they should ban CRT, but just right. whether they should amend the agenda to talk about CRT. Couldn't even get a second vote. This so they didn't I talk about it. He said foiled this, again. This is what I said to Indianapolis public schools back when we were going through the whole thing and they were investigating me twice because they couldn't find that I'd actually done anything wrong, which was really quite funny. But I said, look, if you guys are using critical race theory, as I know that we are as a district, because you've required me to use it in setting up racial and sexual quotas for my STEM programs and clubs, then why don't we just admit it? Just be proud of using critical race theory. Like, why not? Like, you have mostly a liberal school populace. Just say, hey, we use critical race theory, and we use it right. Just own it. I mean, be honest at least. Then parents can make the decision as to whether they want to keep their kids there or they don't. But you don't see this. And, and in regards to, you know, the school answer that Casey brought up with, like, well, we only teach Indiana curriculum. Let me break down the education language that we often use here for those that are listening. This is akin to you saying, hey, what's in this burger? And the chef looks at you and goes, oh, well, we only use real ingredients here at this restaurant. It's like, no, no, I'm sure that they're not like artificial wax ingredients. What ingredients are in the burger? Like, what did you use when preparing the burger? And the chef says, oh, you don't need to worry. We use only real honest, true, local <laughs> ingredients. Like, well, that, that's great, but, like, what the hell is the burger seasoned with? And the chef looks at you and goes, love, care, <laughs> a friendly smile. That'll be sixty-eight fifty. And it turns out he was salting your burger with microplastics, and now you have cancer. So that's really the education system. Oh, Tony Kennett. You can hear him this Saturday, 1 to 3, the Tony Kennett Show on WIBC. Also, find him at thedailysignal.com. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's the time of the season. 22 minutes after 10, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thanks for listening this morning. We continue on airing some of Eric Holcomb's uh, explaining of his budget. He's released these 30-second videos, and here he tells us where the money goes. He's talking about Indiana's economy and how it depends on retaining and attracting skilled talent, and that's why he calls his next-level agenda uh, to prioritize the READY program. Ready is a tailor-made community development program and our secret weapon to attracting more talent in our rural, suburban, and urban communities alike. It's an indispensable part of our business and talent attraction efforts while offering a boon to every community and county that steps up. There's already a queue of requests, so I'm asking the legislature for another $500 million to launch Ready 2.0 to lock in more transformational projects. Now stop, 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 stop. So don't you ponder about three seconds into hearing him speak, what would be more painful, listening to the next thing he has to say <laughs> or stabbing yourself between the eyes with an ice pick? <laughs> 500 million, another 500 million for the Ready program. So he, he words that in his little elitist way, we're telling you what's actually happening, which is he's taking our money, our money, us middle class, the poor people, the people who are working every day. He's taking that money 
and he's using it to facilitate sweetheart deals for some of the largest, most wealthy corporations in the entire world. If you think that's a good use of your money, if you think you as the person who's struggling to buy food and gas, and now obviously thanks to the Republicans, pay your mortgage Mm -hmm. and pay your property taxes, if you think your money going to the Eli Lillies of the world is a good use, if you want to stay poor while your money goes to enrich and embolden Eli Lilly and other organizations for sweetheart real estate deals, et cetera, then okay. Mm-hmm. That's what he's telling you. He's not saying it like that. No. He's he, helping he's, his... He's saying investing in our future. Yeah, because Eli Lilly needs a lot of help when it comes to money, Casey. I don't know if you know, but they're really uh, scraping through the couch cushions over there to make sure uh, it's ludicrous. Mm-hmm. It's, going, going through the cup holder in their car but, for but some But you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? He's going to get it. And you're going to get nothing with property taxes. The Republican legislature is going to roll over and play dead like they always do for him and give him $500 million to help his buddies, and you're going to get nothing. Good luck paying your bill. Also trending this morning, Joe Biden. He told the Irish Parliament that his children should have played rugby instead of American football. You know, but the interesting thing is, I'd rather have my children playing rugby now for health reasons than I would have them playing football. Fewer people get hurt playing rugby, and you have no equipment. You have 280-pound guys like we do. And speaking of football, uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers currently awaiting his trade to the New York Jets ahead of the upcoming NFL season. He is, however, creating headlines. He, on Instagram, has endorsed Robert F. Kennedy Jr. for president in the 24 election cycle. Well, that'll get seven votes for Mr. Kennedy. Make you run straight to the polls. Now, he did that because Kennedy's uh, stance on vaccination, forced vaccinations. Um, Again, Kennedy's a weird guy because he's super liberal. But on the vaccine stuff, he has been one of the leaders in the liberty and freedom movement on that. So it's a very odd kind of how those things square each other up. But it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. so it's 1026. Do we have time to get to this woman who wants you to burn your bra? Oh, absolutely. Okay. this is a woman. Her name is Chatterbox.Mama. I'm sure that's her legal name. It's on her birth certificate. certificate. Chatterbox.Mama. She posted a video showing herself burning two of her Nike sports bras. And she is calling all people, all women, even men who are angered by Nike's, Nike's partnership with Dylan Mulvaney to burn their bras as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, this is out of the Nike using Dylan Mulvaney as a paid spokesperson, which mm-hmm. is ludicrous. It's so insulting to women that you're using a man to sell women's items. Yeah. It's just another line. So here is Chatterbox Mama saying <laughs> burn the bras. All you real women out there, we are in the fight of all fights since the 1960s. We have been fighting for the right to be women the way you're treating us currently like men. You're pushing us around. You're calling us names. Nike, you should be ashamed of yourself. You chose a little boy with no breasts and some junk in his pants to represent real women. Nike, I am done with you. I will never, ever buy another Nike product as long as I live. And there are millions and millions and millions of women 
just like me. This is our day to start this challenge. Burn your Nike bras. I'm going to start using that as an insult. You're just a little boy with no breasts and junk in your pants. Junk in your pants. It's a real slap in the face to women everywhere. That they decided to choose a man to represent their women's products. And I actually, you know, I've got a really, really cute picture of me. I'm in some athletic gear. And the Indianapolis is the backdrop. And I so want to post it on social media. But I'm wearing a Nike sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. It was purchased years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not going to put that online because it has the Nike swoosh. Now, I'm not going to burn it because I've already paid for it, but I won't promote it and I won't be purchasing any more of their products. Either. Kevin, you're just a little boy with no breasts <laughs> and junk in your pants. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say to Holcomb? <laughs> From now on? If I, have ever, if I ever have the ability to actually say something to Holcomb, which will never happen <laughs> because we all know there's a shoot on side order, but that is, yes, that is exactly what I'm going to pull out. All right, so many calls about property taxes. Mm-hmm. Again, the State House Republicans don't care at all. We care about you. We love you. We feel your pain. We'll play your calls coming up next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 1034 with Kettle and Casey. It's time to hear from you, your voicemails. It is refreshing to know that so many people are getting involved and are concerned about what's going on with their property taxes. Yes, the uh, Indiana House and Senate Republicans and, of course, the governor, they don't care about you at all, but we do care about you here, and we are hoping that by playing these voicemails on people who are being impacted by the rising property taxes crippling many people across the state, it will encourage many of you to run because the only way to solve this issue, there is only one answer, and that is to get rid of every single incumbent Republican in the Indiana and a general assembly also get rid of the governor which he's term limited and so that is the only way to solve this mm-hmm. and whether you have to do that by getting them in a primary which may be ideal or allowing them to lose and let some democrats win look democrats are not taking over they always say well what if a democrat gets in there so what a democrat is not the democrats are not taking over the indiana general assembly and even if they did so what your taxes couldn't be any they're not gonna be any higher <laughs> government's not gonna be any bigger all this record stuff belongs. So what? <laughs> Who cares? And if the Republicans start losing elections, mm-hmm. either the incumbents go down in the spring or they lose some and the Democrats get some seats in the fall, then maybe the Republicans will start acting like the Republicans. They have made it very clear. They do not care about you. They are not interested in listening to you. They are not interested in helping you. And this first person who called, think about the position they're now in. They had to sell a bunch of their land to pay their bills, and now because of the tax increase, they're paying more in taxes for less land. Hi, this is Margaret from Montgomery County. I just wanted to say I appreciate you guys bringing to light all the property tax issues. We got our property tax bill, and it was a couple hundred dollars more than it normally is. But that being said... Because of all the things going on with the economy, we had to sell 30 acres of our land. So it went up a couple hundred dollars for 30 acres less of land. And we're a little frustrated about it. So I just wanted to say thank you for 
putting this out there and hopefully somebody with decision-making power will hear you and listen to your good advice. Thank you, guys. You're doing great. Bye. She sounded pretty calm. <laughs> for I mean, for what she's going through, yes. you'd be spitting fire if that happened to you. She sold 30 acres and yeah. is still paying more in property taxes, paying more for less. Well, the good news is Travis Holdman has said that he's creating a multi-year task force. Oh, multi-year? Multi-year. Oh, yeah. To examine state and local taxes. So maybe mm-hmm. in two years they'll do something. Yes. Now, there's no guarantee because- No, it's just a task force. And, it's a work group. And I maintain the most disgusting thing that has been said throughout all of this was our friend, the dumbass, I mean, state rep from down in Seymour, Jim Lucas, who said on social media for everyone to see, we're not going to just do something because you say, because you'll take the win. To spite you. And I have maintained throughout this whole process that Jim Lucas, I think many of these people down the road from us are totally maniacal, evil people. I don't think Jim Lucas is evil or maniacal. I think he's a moron. And we're very lucky he's a moron because he says the stuff out loud that these other people are smart enough not to say. He wrote that on social media, Casey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have been proven completely correct, you know, the whole time. How do you know we don't have a plan? You don't know. You have no idea what's going on. You're a shock jock. We even had somebody call in and say, yeah, how can you don't know that? You can't figure that out. What's the plan? Right. Then what's the plan? What's the plan? And they spent the entire session, mm-hmm. um, some of them mean mean messaging me at 1.30 in the morning, and I'm not going to say what somebody would be doing to be sending me, who I don't know, sending me a random message at 1.30 in the morning, but that's apparently what some of your lawmakers spend their time doing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, by the way, Whatever happened to that Christopher Judy? He was a real tough guy. And then I told him I was going to make him the most famous state rep across Indiana. And then he backpedaled and said, I'd love to get together with you. And I'd love to talk about how much we have in common. And I said, let's do it. And then I just Nothing. never heard back from him. Crickets. Maybe he doesn't remember sending me that mean-spirited message mm-hmm. at 1.30 in the morning. And I don't know why someone wouldn't remember doing something at 1.30 in the morning. I'm sure he was totally of clear mind and was totally (laughs) knew exactly what he was doing and uh, by the way again chris judy any of you people jim lucas uh tess tesla teshka 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 uh rod and todd the flanders boys jim buck uh, Kreider, any of you people jeter tor any of you people you big tough guys when it comes to stealing people's money when it comes to forcing people to try to figure out how to stay in their homes and do nothing on property taxes, any of you people want to come here, sit your ass down between nine and noon. Let's have a conversation. Why don't you be a big tough guy right here and say it to my face? Let's Mm -hmm. go. All right. Coming up next on the voicemails. Yes, it is true. You yeah, that excited about talking about the mortgage? Kevin jumped the gun on that one. Yeah, I'm very eager to hear this uh, one. He was ready. Somebody uh, just found out, yes, in, on top of everything else, your mortgage deduction is going away on your property taxes effective this year. Hey, Kendall and Casey, I got my statement from my property taxes. I have an 875-square-foot house in Lake County, Indiana. My assessment went up 20%, and my taxes are going up 25%. But the real kicker that I saw was according to the statement that I got, the mortgage deduction is going away with 2023 pay 2024 taxes, which would be next year's bill. So not only are assessments and therefore taxes going up, they're also taking away deductions. Republicans are the worst, Mm -hmm. and I live in a county of Democrats. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, he is right. This is with the caveat. However, we'll talk about the caveat. So he is right. The mortgage deduction is going away. Now, they did raise the homestead credit as well. So if you, you have no benefit to having essentially having a mortgage now. It used to be, oh, if you have a mortgage, you'll get an extra tax deduction because you're paying all this interest, et cetera. And I have a feeling what happened was a bunch of rich people went to the Republicans. And we all know if the rich people say jump, the Republicans say how high and said, well, this is crap that these people with the mortgage who are paying this interest, what about us? And they said, why, yes, sir, right away. And so the way they did that was they transferred it all into one mm-hmm. deduction now. Okay, so you had asked, what is the plan, right? Yes, what What's is the, the plan? plan? Now, wait a second, Casey. Here's the thing. When you ask what the plan is, yeah. Jim Lucas will come on social media and call you disingenuous. There's a plan. He will, he will insult your profession. Mm-hmm. He will say you're a shock jock, that you're just about ratings. So be very careful with whatever. When you ask what the plan is, you will get name called by someone who you pay their salary. So go ahead if you'd like to proceed. Okay. Well, the plan is that they're going to add a 34-page amendment uh-huh. and insert contents of three bills related to food and beverage taxes. Yes, that's, that's the correct. plan. That's yes. the plan. That is, so that is no, that would be no plan then. That's their plan. But that plan has nothing to do with property taxes. Correct. Now. Yeah, thank you. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's see. Somebody else called. Oh, yes. One of the things, uh, uh, the double whammy on all of this, mm. at a time when the property taxes are skyrocketing, everyone may have known their insurance, homeowner's insurance, also going up. I know about you love complaining about these property taxes. I just got something in the email that we probably didn't think about because these assessed values went up. Mm-hmm. My homeowner's insurance went up $700 because of the increased value. I'm not too thrilled about that. Just another way they're trying to take money out of our pockets. Have a great day, Rob. Yeah. So, the, so Because the, of the house is worth more. Yeah. The whole system is flawed. You cannot fix this system inside the system that exists. As long as you have, because an assessor is an unaccountable, uh, acting as a fiscal agent in, in the sense of they are raising your taxes, but they are not elected to be a fiscal agent. Your, your county commissioners, your county counselors, your city counselors, your town counselors, your mayors, those are the people that are supposed to have taxing authority. And what you have here is, a, is a, a, an elected person, but then oftentimes a person under the elected person, because they have people who go out and do the actual assessments. The assessor is not actually, in many cases, coming to your home, who is raising your taxes. And that system is never going to work. And the idea that you get punished for what someone else does, because that's how they base the assessments. The assessments are almost all based around what did someone sell their home? What your neighbors do? Down the street from you. And they know that down the street from us. And that's why I just tell you they don't care. They've made it very, I mean, it went, the House did something very small and the Senate got to them and they said, nah, we're not even doing that. They don't care. There's nothing else left for you to do. There's no one left to complain to. They don't fear you. They think you're a joke. And we'll find out next. Well, you know, I don't. I don't think there are any house seats up this spring. Next spring, we'll find out whether whether you are a joke or not. We'll see if they're proven correct or not. Somebody went to the Plainfield School Board meeting last night. Of course, okay. the Plainfield, I think, is assistant superintendent was on that video that is surfacing. Yep. Laura of, Del Vecchio. Yes, of school uh, school uh, administrators all across the state. We've played the audio for you throughout the day of these uh, school administrators who admit, 
hey, we're doing CRT, we're doing SEL. We're doing, we're doing it under the radar. Yeah, we're doing it on DEI, and we're, li- we're li- they don't use the term lying. We're, we're doing it in a way that- We're rebranding. Yes, the, the parents don't know, so they can't compl- complain. We're calling and, it a work group. And I was, I was blown away, Casey, that Plainfield was on this video. Mm-hmm. And it's very rare that I don't see what's going on, but I was- it's everywhere. If it's at Plainfield, it's everywhere because they gave the perception that they aren't in any of this stuff, and they totally are. And somebody went to the Plainfield School Board meeting last night. Aloha. My name's Chris. I called you yesterday about the uh, CRT in Plainfield, Indiana, and it just so happens the school board meeting was tonight. I attended, and uh, myself and several uh, parents uh, did get to speak our minds. We had a good discussion about it. Uh, the lady on the video, though, pretty much was lying through her teeth. She's like, oh, that whole interview was taken out of context. That isn't what I said. They edited it to make it sound like that. So anyway, just let you know, uh, it's an open discussion in Plainfield now. We're trying to get a big meeting set up. You know how Thank you, would, you guys. Love your show. You know how you wouldn't take something out of context? No, we aren't doing CRT. Mm-hmm. No, we aren't doing SEL. No, we aren't doing DEI. You know why we're not doing those? Because they're very harmful to kids. There's no way to take that out of context. She's the one who said that they're doing it under hey, the radar. Kev, Kev, can we play again what she said? And it was I know the very first clip this morning that yeah, we played. Yeah, because let's because this is her thing. I've heard this from multiple people now that she's trying to do the. Oh, it's been totally taken out of context. They edited yeah. me. No, come on. Do you have that, Kev? Okay, let's take a listen. Do you have an equity department or anything like that? So, um, honestly, so we, we had, uh, what we decided to do is not call attention to it. Um, because when you call attention to it, then questions are asked. And I really believe that um, you can do more good under the radar. Right before COVID, we had started some really deep diving into our curriculum and we and, and kind of doing that, like, white privilege walk and making sure, like, just... I heard yeah. white, white, understand. I heard right? white doing the white privilege walk. Mm-hmm. Pretty hard to misinterpret that, Miss Del Vecchio. Yeah, that's not out of context. That uh, is completely in context. Can we play the very beginning of that again, too? Because again, I want everybody to hear this. Because her thing now, and I've heard this from multiple people who've said the same thing. So clearly, she's doing it instead of owning it. Her thing is, ah, oh, I'm a victim here. Go. Do you have an equity department or anything like that? So, um, honestly, so we, we had, uh, what we decided to do is not call attention to it. Mm. Um, because when you call attention to it, then questions are asked. And I really believe that um, you can do more good under the radar. Okay. Right before- I don't know how you misinterpret or say anything that is, but what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, and she starts off with honestly, so you know... <laughs> What's coming next? These people are shameless, Casey. We don't want to call attention to it. We're trying to do it under the radar. You know, it's easier for these school boards to ignore the law and push CRT than for concerned parents to speak out. I'm so glad that our listener went to that school board meeting and is now going to have an open dialogue with these people. Please keep us updated daily if you need to about that dialogue. Hammers next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 1051 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer joins us in the studio. You know you're talented and good when your bits are getting requested. 
I don't know what bit you're talking about, but I do know that Joe Biden was in Ireland yesterday, and his speech, for the first time, I thought was actually honest. He looked America right in the face in the camera, and this is actually Joe Biden speaking in Ireland yesterday. Look, folks, it's time for some straight talk. But the fact is, the American people deserve to know the truth. Well, here's the truth. I went to the Vatican. I visited with the Pope. And while I was there, I suffered immense intestinal distress, (laughs) the kind that's explosive. It ran down my leg. And the Pope had a dog there. And the dog started licking at my leg. Not a joke. (laughs) On that same trip, I had a visit with the Duchess of Cornwall. And while we were engaged in a discussion about the multiple photos of me sniffing young children, (laughs) well, I'm here to tell you that I floated me an air biscuit. It was potent. It was powerful. It caused my eyes to water. Now, these are the facts, folks, and you deserve to know the facts. I'm not ashamed. Millions of Americans go stinky in their shorts every day. Men, women, people that identify as both or neither. But no this. When I'm not busy having Jill clean me up from another accident in my pants, I've got my radio on. And I'm listening to the Hammer and Nigel show on 93 WIBC. I'm Joe Biden. And I thank you for your attention to this important update on my bowels. Uh-oh. It just happened again. Jill, bring me a fresh set of drawers and a towel. Wow. AI Biden listening to the Hammer and Nigel show. That was fantastic. That sounds so real. Isn't it scary? Like, that's kind of scary how people can make these AI recordings Mm -hmm. now. The the only thing I would say about that, and they're getting really close, and you guys know I have 2010 vision, so Mm -hmm. I can see the deep fakes better than other people. Joe Biden has not sounded that strong in his voice in about twenty in about twenty years. He needed to slur a little bit, and then it would be more. But the context was perfect. Exactly, yes. it was the delivery. That's yeah. how you know it's yeah. not really the, Biden. The fact that he wasn't stumbling over his words, and you know, it was he was very coherent. Yeah, that, but it is. They're getting to the point where you will not be able to tell the difference. Well, we had a story yesterday, and you know, we're laughing now, but this was serious stuff. Somebody did an AI recording of somebody's daughter and used mm-hmm. it to call the parents and say. I'm being kidnapped. Please bring all this money to a certain location. So, you know, as much as we're laughing at Joe Biden and poop jokes, that's awesome. But (laughs) this is really scary. Imagine getting a phone call from somebody that sounds like your child, sounds like your child. And it's totally not. But they're trying to scam you. Mm -hmm. All right. So you got kids in the public school. You've seen the video. I know you guys did a deep dive on it yesterday. Where are you at on the administrators lying about the CRT, SEL and DEI? Next thing you're going to tell me is that there's illegal benefits in the SEC. (laughs) I'm shocked by this. Shocked, I say. Listen, we have been talking about this on this radio station for a long time. I have seen it firsthand. My oldest, a couple of years ago, had an honors English class where he got a lecture on his white privilege after the class. Now, this wasn't some sort of debate class or psychology or political science. It was honors English. Turned in a paper about, like, the fireside poets or something. (laughs) And he's getting a lecture on white privilege. So that was a big uh, eye-opening experience at the time. And now we've been talking about this for a while. I'm just happy that Jesse Waters and this group that went undercover, they put it out there for the nation to see. 
because we have known this has been happening. And here's what I love about this radio station. When we tell you something, we believe it. Yeah. Right? We told you this was happening everywhere. And all these school board members and people that hate this radio station, nobody's teaching that. Nobody teaches that. Well, maybe not the name of that, but mm-hmm. you keep changing the name of it, and you absolutely do teach it. And it's the same thing with the Atterbury story. Yep. And I know I keep going back to this, but I want you— Take that victory lap! I want everybody to know how the media in the city works. Do not believe everything you hear when it comes from the people who have stake in the game. Yeah. Right. And education's big money in this state. So when these school board members come out and tell you there's no CRT here. No, it's SEL now. Why should you believe a word they say? It's no different than Atterbury going, hey, these Afghan refugees, they're they're just fine. There's no poop. There's no fighting. Nothing at all. And and I wonder if this will finally be the thing that gets the people off their ass and into these school board meetings and start making some noise Mm -hmm. because it doesn't seem like anything will do it. People bitch. They whine. They moan, they complain in their home, and they won't go out and get involved. You need school board members with backbone. You need to elect a hard ass. I hate saying that, but you need somebody that's not going to put up with this crap anymore. What's coming up this afternoon? Beer Sample Friday. Biggest stories of the day. Thanks, Hammer. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.